Yeah, absolutely. If you're a sales quota carrying rep and you need to hit a certain number of closed deals or volume of revenue by the end of the month, you don't want to be, well, yeah, wasting your time on one that's not going to close, but you need to also fill in the gap. If you if you think this one is, you're hoping that it's going to close to like get you to the wherever your quota point is and it's and it's not going to, it's way better for you to move on, go to the next deal and put the effort in where it's actually going to, going to pay off. Welcome to the Lion's Den. Hosted by Lance Bachman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of The Den. I got a good friend of mine, solid guy, knows about tech, knows about sales, knows about B2B sales and closing deals. Patrick Edmond, he's the chief marketing officer at Proposify. Patrick, so welcome to being on The Den, my friend. How you doing, man? Not too bad. Thanks for having me, Lance. So people say, I got energy, Patrick. You know we have a lot more energy. What's going on over here? Sick today? <laughs> no, no. I'm... Uh... It's a, it is a, a stormy day here. We're in the East coast of Canada. We just had some thunder, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it up. So Patrick, tell people who you are and what um, Proposify is and what it does. And also congratulations on five years there, my friend. Thanks very much. Yeah. I've been five years at the company before that uh, digital marketer by sort of trade. Uh, I like to say that I was kind of almost like a professional buyer. So I was working in media, people would give me money and I'd spend it on their behalf. So our customer, I'm working with like big tourism clients and telecom companies that be have a marketing budget, say, hey, these, these are audience, how do we reach them? And I'd go out there and find out the right media channels. This is when uh, kind of Google ads, Facebook ads really started to blow up. So that kind of mix of uh, a lot of digital advertising mixed with analytics. Um, but the benefit I really got out of that position, I think, was people were trying to sell me stuff all the time because on behalf of my customers that I was working for, they want to sell me their their media. And so I would get publishing rights and, and media placed in different things. And I, I was being sold to all the time. Never really thought about that because I don't think of myself as a salesperson, but I think of myself on the other side of the table. People are trying to sell me stuff like every day. And I've witnessed sort of the, the sales profession through the other sort of side. And I have a great appreciation for the sales as a, pre, as a, as a profession because of that. And I kind of took those skills, the combination digital marketing, the analytics and the technology, uh, started working at Proposify just over five years ago in a kind of a growth role, which evolved into the, the, the chief marketing role. Um, but really it's taking uh, data and analytics to make sure that we're getting the message out about Proposify to our customers. But one thing I really like to, to think about is honoring that sales profession. That's who we're talking to. And I'm trying to help people who are trying to close deals, close more. So that's what Proposify really helps to do at the end of the day. But we like to say writing proposals kind of sucks, like getting them out there. Like, and we kind of make it suck less. Like, honestly, it's not anyone's first favorite thing to do within sales, but it is something that is part of the process and it, and it needs to get done. And everyone knows it can be done better. Like we'll ask them like, what's your, what's your proposal process? What is your process for closing? We almost never get a really good answer. Most of the time, if people are embarrassed, they're like, nah, it doesn't work very well. We've got Word documents all over the place. People are reaching out to their peers all the time trying to, do you have this case study? Where's the pricing for this one that we did before? It's a mess. So uh, we're trying to make that a lot better with one software that you can keep all of your content, your proposal content, your pricing, your case studies, all of that in one place, templatize it and get those proposals out to your prospects a lot efficient and a lot, uh, a lot faster. If you like this content and you're trying to grow your business, follow me at Lance Bachman and Lance Bachman Digital on Facebook, LFG, time to grow. You know, 
People talk about, you know, proposed advice is mostly B2B, right? I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I don't see too many B2C people using this product. I mean, I mean, a family divorce attorney probably could, right? But outside of that, like... Yeah, we've got some awesome clients that are selling really nice hot tubs with uh, with Proposify. So, but there's some, there's some examples where you'll still send like a quote or a contract uh, for those high ticket items. Yeah. It really depends if you're, are you doing that one-to-one sales motion? Is it one, are you having a conversation with the person? If you're trying to sell them on whatever your product or service is, and you need this document really to like close the deal, to sign off, to agree, this is the pricing. Yes, I want to buy. How do we make it happen? Well, what I, what I find interesting, and maybe you could help me because you were a digital marketer prior to this, is right, probably why I love you, right? Is you see these businesses, they spend all this money to go attract other businesses, right? And I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, obviously we use Proposify. We used it for years. We love it. We're so I'm a big component of it, right? It's helped us close a lot of deals, but it doesn't help you close a lot of deals. It lets you know if the person's truly even interested or not, right? If I yeah. send you a proposal and you don't open it in 24 hours, right? You either went to your spam, so I'm going to call you and tell you I got it, or you just didn't open it, you don't give it. I mean, can you explain? Like, some of, these, some of our clients spend, you know, and I put a price tag here, you know, a few thousand a month, up to our lawyer spends a million dollars a month with us. And I'm going to say half of them use no type that are B2B, use no yeah. type of proposal, business intelligence, tracking whatsoever. Absolutely. Like if you think about business intelligence in the sales process, I think sales actually come a long way in the last few years with uh, tracking how many sales calls you're making, your sequences that are going out there, all of that sort of stuff. But when it comes down to like right before they are going to buy, when you've already had some conversations, you qualified them, they have the pain point that you're trying to solve. You, you've put a, a proposal, a contract in front of them if it goes dark, then that's like the worst time for to lose someone in the whole cycle. It's the most costly time because you've already invested time in talking with them. You've invested in marketing to them, all of that sort of stuff. If you have no idea what's going on at that stage of your cycle, you're just blind. You're shooting blind. You're crossing your fingers, hoping that that deal is going to close. And when it's arguably the the worst time to, to lose that sort of deal. So exactly what you're saying there, Lance, is like any type of insight you can get into their mind is, are they looking at the document? How long did they look at it? Did they skip over really important sections, just go right to the pricing page? How long did they look at that? All of these are points of information that typically you don't have uh, when you're sending out a PDF or a Word document or just in, in, in an email. But what we're trying to do is enable all those data points to let people like yourself or sales professionals make active decisions on how to follow up, when to follow up, what's the best way to uh, to get back to your your prospect. You also see that they download it, right? I mean, how, you know, I tell people this all the time, right? So Jill, who works for us, right? She said, Lance, I send the proposal. It's been two days. They didn't look at it, right? I said, Jill, did you call follow up and text? Yes. They said they looked at it. I said, Jill, he's not interested. And she goes, what? I said, Jill, he's not interested. Don't waste your time. So he goes, she goes, what do you mean? I said, Jill, if someone says I looked at it, then you don't want to start a relationship offline. I said, Jill, if you were single still and someone said I looked at it and you know they didn't, would you believe them and want to date them? No. Well, why would we want them as a client? They're going to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. So I just played a little joke with Jill and I said, let's call the customer. I'm not going to say his name, potential customer. I said, they picked up his phone, but he wanted to pick up for Jill. I said, hey, it's Lance Bachman here. And checking me out. I said, listen, hey, can you just do me a courtesy? We own a business. You own a business. You're not interested, right? He's like, yes, we're not interested. You guys, we're just too big of an organization for us. We want a small person. Like, just immediately was honest, right? Yeah. 
close the no. You really want to get out of that deal and move on to the next one. Well, A, I tell people, it's not just about the time you save. And maybe you could talk about this because you're a sales guy too. Is It's about your mental status. If you think this is over here and it's going to close still, it's messing with your mind. If you have no shot at closing it, let's boom, let's move. Yeah, absolutely. If you're a sales quota carrying rep and you need to hit a certain number of closed deals or volume of revenue by the end of the month, you don't want to be, well, yeah, wasting your time on one that's not going to close, but you need to also fill in the gap. If you if you think this one is, you're hoping that it's going to close to like get you to the wherever your quota point is and it's and it's not going to, it's way better for you to move on, go to the next deal and put the effort in where it's actually going to going to pay off. And uh, to the data point there, I'll just give a, a stat for people is that if they don't open it all, obvious sign. But the data actually tells us that uh, the deals that loot that are lost on average are viewed three and a half times. View, uh, deals that are won are viewed two and a half times. So the more that they're looking at it, there's actually on average less likely that they're going to buy. And the kind of why that makes sense when you pull back uh, all of the layers of the onion is if there's an issue in that document, they're, they're going to keep going back and being like, ah. but if you've already talked to them about it, they're bought in and they're ready to go. They're going to look at it once and say, yes, I'm ready. I'm, I want to work with you. Let's, let's sign off. And so those view metrics, if they keep coming back to it, it might mean it's getting passed around to the legal department and the COO and all of that CTO. And there's something going on there that you need to figure out that they didn't just, why didn't they just sign off right away? Those people that- at least, yeah, I'm sorry, but at least you had the opportunity to go back and address, hey, I saw you on page 13 going through this, right? Exactly. You know, you at least you have some uh, way to identify why they might have been stuck. And c- then you can solve that because otherwise you just, you'd never know. I lost the deal. Why'd you lose the deal? I don't know. They, they didn't get back to me. They ghosted me. At least here now you can know, well, I lost the deal because there's some technical thing that they're worried about. And then you can deal with that. You know, let's talk about that. What, what what do you think? Why do you think most people lose the deal? I mean, you're a sales guy. Why do you think most people lose the deal? And talk to me how Proposify can help close that gap. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, there's there's lots. There are lots of reasons why you can kind of lose a deal. Uh, the p- proposal is is one part where we're trying to. Uh, give you more information so you lose sort of less of them. I think that data point though speaks that. Um, part of walking it through with the right person is an important part of the process that they know what they're getting into, what they're buying. And the proposal, at least in these days and age, sometimes it's not even for your champion anymore. The proposal can be for other people within the organization, at least in B2B. Uh, I think it's um, Gartner research group is saying like the average B2B buying committee has grown to like eight or 10 people that are making, that are influencers on B2B buying making decisions. And so if you're banking all on your one person and selling them on that, there's very there's a likelihood that that document's going to get passed around to other people. And you might have had a great sales relationship, personal one-on-one relationship with one person within that cycle. But if that's not the person that has to sign off on the on the end contract, then you've got a you've got a problem. And so you need to make sure that that document is both for your your main contact but for other people at the organization as, as well. Make sure that when they are getting the value out of uh, that they understand the value that that you're selling uh, if you can't get them on a on a phone call. You know, you know, I guess you talk about a lot of different things. Where do you see all these businesses, why don't they use proposal? Finally, you have competition out there, but a lot of them just don't use it. Even when we explain it to them, right? And they're like, ah, I just, my, my guys know what we're doing. We got it down. They, they're great at following up. They're, 
And you, well, you have business intelligence here. Why do you think people don't feel like they need that business intelligence? Because it's helped us close a lot of lending treats, like a, a lot of deals. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's one of the main things that, that I'm here to help kind of communicate on for our business is why is it, is it, why do people not just have it? Why is not the status quo? The status quo is still Microsoft Word uh, for, for most of these types of businesses. And I think there's a lot of emphasis in sales focused on that top of the funnel. Like, let's just get more leads in the door and some of them will, some of them will close. And there's lots of great technology in there. When you talk about it to a sales leader about their technology stack, yeah, you're talking about your CRM and you're talking about your prospecting and your call software and your call recording software and all of this sort of stuff. All of those are top of funnel and they're great. But like we said before, the bottom of the funnel is like, that's where it hurts when you lose the deal. And if it's a complete black box, it should be obvious. And that's my opinion. I think your opinion too. But I think people are uh, thinking if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but they don't realize the upside. They haven't experienced what you've experienced with seeing like when someone doesn't open or does open a proposal, they take it for granted that this is a process that's been done for 20, 30 years. Like the, the PDF was invented in 1994 as like a, as a, as a document type, and we're still using it today, sort of in, in sales documents. And the status quo is they're still winning deals. I'm not saying no business is winning deals with, uh, with words and with word documents and PDFs, but they haven't experienced that sort of moment of, oh, there actually might be a better way of, of doing this. You know, talk to me about why video is so important in proposals, right? There's multiple different video platforms out there, tracking. Can you talk to me about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the last the last years, it's 2020, a lot of people working remotely, like video has been really important in sales, not just in proposals, but in betting them in your emails and sending them asynchronously, trying to get somebody in a different time zone. You might not be able to link up with them. You can send them a video to recap your call or walk them through the proposal. Um, but what we recommend is embedding those videos right in the proposal. And from uh, in 2020, uh, videos embedded in proposals increased by 31%. Just more people are using videos embedded right in proposals. I think, Lance, I think you use Vidyard. There's uh, a lot of other- We awesome... use Vidyard. We love Vidyard. Yeah, we love Vidyard too. Uh, great company. You can embed Vidyard videos directly in Proposify proposals. You can use that in a number of different ways. You can walk those uh, other decision makers through the proposal that you weren't able to get on a call like we are ha having right now. You can- uh, put case studies or your client's testimonials in that. You can showcase whatever your service is. If you are a very visual service, like you're putting on an, an event, uh, your event planner, then it'd be amazing to show like the last other events that you've done and how, how awesome those were. Some example, video companies that are producing marketing and content videos for people, showing your past work and embedding those right in the documents. There's so many use cases for selling through video because honestly, who's going to read a big, boring, long sales document. Not a lot of people. The data tells us that. So make sure that they can consume it in the easiest way possible in like obvious video for that. You know, it's funny you say that because the world's a small world. And the, for the people watching this is relationships matter, especially in the technology space. You know, you're good friends with Bill Rizal. You know, you guys are very close. I'm looking at another product out there. I'm not going to say its name because I didn't ink the agreement yet to purchase and use, right, for business intelligence. Bill goes, well, Lance, Patrick, and then me and you hit it off right away. But, you know, you look at that and why the relationships? Because it's a small community. People think this digital marketing technology space is a big community. It's really not. Yeah. Can you, can you talk to me why relationships matter for these B2B companies have such good relationships with the technology companies also? Absolutely. I mean, there are, there are testimonials and there are case studies. And on the marketing side, like we can show those. But obviously, those are going to be the best stories, right? Those are cherry picked. 
they're always cherry picked. They're always going to be the best ones. They're all 4.5 and five star reviews and that sort of thing. But like you said, we're probably, you're probably one or two people removed from somebody who has actually used that software. If it's a big enough software where you can find them on LinkedIn and, and kind of ask them the questions. I do that all the time. Like talking about buying software, I want to know from someone else how their experience has been just flat out. Just tell me it like it is, what's good, what's bad. Uh, and then making a decision on that. Uh, I love that part of, of selling. It's hard to do that as a salesperson, but making that one-to-one connection, if you can, if you can see that they have a, your prospect has a connection that is a customer, there is a great opportunity. It's like, oh, I, I see that you're connected with this person that's also a customer. There's a good opportunity. You're not cherry picking out a, a review, but you're letting them have the conversation. And if they like your software, then they like your software. You know, and, and, and that's still part of the sales process. People don't understand that as you're going through this sales process, there's so many touch points. And if you're not doing, like for me, right, we have B2B companies and we see them all the time. They'll come to me and say, listen, we spend 10, 20,000 a month, but they have no business intelligence. It's like, yeah, well, I got my Google Analytics. There's so much more. And this, these softwares aren't, I mean, what's the average person spend with you? I don't know what our bill is proposed to five, but I know it's not outrageous, but what's the average person probably spend three to 500 bucks a month? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not that we deal with a lot of, we say we're small to medium sized businesses. We're not trying to go after the enterprise. And I'll say for anyone watching this call, if you're an individual seller as well, we have a free option where you can just go and try Proposify, no cost, just, just sign up, uh, no credit card. So if I'm an insurance person selling to health insurance to companies. Yeah. I work for, I just download Proposify and use that. It's all in the cloud. Just sign up. You've got it. Uh, send out proposals. You've got all of the metrics, all of the analytics, uh, all built in there. Just, just give her, give her a shot. I mean, I, I, that's pretty impressive. You know, so you have that now on the final work. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. What advice would you give to anyone that is thinking about rolling out the sales process. People don't understand there is a process to sales, right? There's yeah. a you open the call right, to, to the close, right? There's multiple, you know, there's multiple steps in that process from literally definitely open the call, problem solution, giving a solution, overcoming the agenda, just everything, right? Absolutely. What would you skip? You know, you've been doing this a long time. You built this company from the ground up. You're one of the people that have been there for a long time now. What would you say for someone sitting down to start their business B2B sales process? Absolutely. So it's no, no, what's happening in every step. Don't just leave it to chance that like hoping that something is going to happen. Well, we'll try calling people and, and cold calling and we'll see, and we'll see if it works. Like, no, you've got to measure that sort of thing. Just like you've got to know if they're opening the document. And my recommendation is start at the point closest to revenue and work your way backwards. Uh, optimize the things that are going to win you the deal and then, and then work your way further away from that. So like, the place where you close the deal is when they're signing off, they're getting the recommendation. Okay. What's the step right before that? It's what happens when do they ask for the proposal or when do you send the proposal? Is it a, is it a demo of your software? Is it a discovery or a discussion of what your products and services are and examples of, of walking you through what the process would look like? How do you get them on that call then? How do, how does that call go? And okay, what's the step before that? And kind of work your way back from from revenue because any other way, if you're working at just feeding the top of the funnel with hundreds or thousands of leads, it's a leaky bucket. You're just going to be churning through people, talking to them, not interested, not interested, not interested, not interested. And that's a lot of time 
sort of wasted. If you can get your point to close and your point to revenue solid, then it doesn't matter. Like you, then you can start pulling people in the top of the funnel and, and getting more calls. And you'll know that you'll be confident you can close a good percentage of those. No doubt. Uh, Patrick, listen, the one thing I'll tell you about Proposify, anyone watching this, I mean, with all my heart, it's a great product, great technology, affordable. And I'm not here to pitch Proposify. I mean, I'm just telling you straight up, anyone knows me, I'm very direct. If you want to win more business, Proposify, Proposify is going to help you way set off the cost of the three to 500 bucks a month you spend with them. because It just does. It gives you so much information. But thank you for being on the damn brother. I appreciate it so much. And Patrick, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah, thanks, Lance. Uh, check, hit me up on LinkedIn. Search Patrick Edmonds. I should be one of the first people that shows up there, Proposify, and uh, I'm happy to chat with anybody about this sort of stuff. Thank you so much, Patrick. I appreciate it, brother. 